Welcome back to another episode of the Wire Fantasy Football Podcast. Alex, Tyler, what's going on? Hey, what's up? What's going on, guys? Uh, we're going to do our normal weekly episode, breakdown last week. Let's jump into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Wire. It's the Wire. D. Griffey. This the wire, serving up a hot take Around the league, serving jams like a hot plate Who's the flex, first pick, rounds four to eight Trading with the base, that's Superman, we need a cape This that fantasy, see who get the glory Who's gonna stay up in they lane talking Tory Who's gonna ride up on the train with a hype at Yeah, you wanna start them, but matches, you might not like that Three tutties next week, man, he's double covered Takes on a hundred, coming out the oven Tim and Ty, they the guys, know you gotta love them Take your pick, do it quick, they on fire The Wire Alright boys, another week in the books uh, Hopefully we finish this week uh, What are you guys thinking? Thinking we don't finish this week This week? It feels like that anyway. Yeah. It seems like every time we wake up, they, they push the Steelers game back a, game, a day. Yeah, it is what it is. The Steelers were pitching, but there's nothing you can do. Yeah, it's unfortunate, um, but they're 11-0, soon to be 12-0 one way or the other. No, if um, it's a forfeit, they both lose. I mean, they're yeah. both going to die. Oh, no, wait, they both lose. Geez. They both lose if they forfeit. They both lose? Yes. Oh, I didn't read that. That, yeah, that would be the worst way. Oh, I hate that. Well, the, yeah, Dolph- the uh, what's it, the 1972 Dolphins or whatever it is would be able to crack a bottle of wine again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's nice for my Dolphins. Um, There's zero still, chance that know. that game gets forfeited, though. Let's be honest. Sure. This is the last shot, though. There's no... The other, the only other option is doing it on Thursday Night Football because they moved the Ravens Thursday Night Football game back. I mean, if they, I don't think they can move it to Thursday at this point, but if they push it back anymore, they're just going to end up canceling and adding a week to the year at this point. Because this is crazy. Are you excited for a 340 start on a Wednesday? No. Who's going to afternoon football? Come on. Who's going to watch that? I don't know. It sounds like a freshman high school game start. A That's Wednesday exactly what that is. Three o'clock. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to put the lights on. <laughs> they don't have it's to be there to shut them off. <laughs> Wednesday day football just sounds kind of miserable, doesn't it? It does. Right. Sounds like yeah. something we should be playing, not Big Ben. Seriously, yeah. Like somebody posted in the Facebook marketplace, like anybody want to yeah. play some flag this Wednesday? It's a holiday, and we got a game of pickup down at the down at the park later. Yeah, three forty-five. Bring your there. own flags. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anybody um, have a football? Yeah, I got my pump at home. <laughs> I got one, but it's not pumped up. Tell Tim not to bring his football. That's a college football. We want to play with the pro ball. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, we That's suck. Fantasy football suck. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. It didn't totally suck. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about Ezekiel Elliott right now? Oh, that sucked. Yeah. But. All right. Then. Alex, how does your quarterback room look? Uh, fantasy or, or Dolphins? Which one do you want? Because neither are good. <laughs> they, <laughs> they both suck, suck too. Um, yeah, I mean, I have two leagues where I should win it all, and then I have the other leagues where I'm in last place. So 
that 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 shows my fantasy season. There is yeah. not a single league that I'm in with you that you should win at all. So cut that down to one. I'm in third place, and I haven't had my first three picks all year. Probably and I just got back. Yeah, either we, I, we, either have I. Our hearts can't take any more of your pain. I have the <laughs> most points scored in our dynasty league, and I'm six and six. I don't care. I mean, hey, you know, you got to win some football games. I do. But, it's bad management. I feel like Anthony Lynn. Yeah. I mean, you've been full of truth for fucking three months now, and it, you've been leaving him on your bench with 30 points this week. How does that make sense? Yeah. I, in I his defense, know. he is his like sixth wideout. Yeah, I'd be starting him. Over Cavalin Ridley? No, I don't know who else he's played this week, but I'd find a place for. No, I looked at it because I was curious too. And I looked and I'm like, I wouldn't start him over Calvin Ridley. He's in the same ballpark as DJ Moore. He has Devontae Adams. And then Deontay Johnson is not a terrible start either. So, I mean, you can't really complain about the guys in front of him. All right, we'll give you a pass on that one. I probably would have played him. I can't even say that. I don't know. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Love that. Fuck you and your team. How's that? That's that's not <laughs> very PG for the podcast, Tyler. I don't know. I'll mark what this our one as explicit. Is. We don't. Ha- our demographic is our age. They're allowed to hear those words. What are we gonna have? Uh, oh God, what were the CDs you bought back in the day that said explicit on it? Yeah, advisory. Yeah, we're we're gonna have a rap cover. Parent advisory. Tyler's dropping f bombs out here. That's it. <laughs> I haven't dropped an f bomb on the podcast, but I've dropped other uh, other swears. So, but yeah, Reek was rough for me. Um, so yeah, let's jump into the waiver guys. Um, actually, you know what? Let's talk about Will Fuller since we were just talking about him. No, he got suspended. Um, oh. and uh, no, so I don't want to. Beginning of the year, I said that Will Fuller would not get a thousand yards because, oh, no, because, no, because he wouldn't play 16 games. Um, and 879 is where he ended. I, I swear to you. So, so for those of you, those of you who don't know, Tim and I had the bet. This, this really stemmed from a conversation for, for Tim and I. Um, I, I kid you not, I messaged a good friend of mine this morning. Um, and I said, please pray for Will Fuller. I just need like 121 more yards from him. And I win my bet. There's six games left. Please pray for his hamstrings and his caps and his thighs. I, I sent this to him at like 10 o'clock this morning, three or four hours later, suspended for the rest of the season. We get because he can't stay on the field. No, you know, so I hate that I made this bet because I hate those people that are pouting pout their chest because they will write about injuries. Because I never want to be, you know, be like, oh, that guy's just going to get hurt. Why but did you do that? I know that's why I don't like talking about it too much, but I, I, I'm going to talk about it now because I won. Um, yeah, he 879. I'm not paying. No, there's no paying. <laughs> I'm not. Whatever the bet is or was yeah, supposed to, go, to be, I'm not doing wear, it. You have to wear a dress to no, warm I'm not doing it. No, it <laughs> I doesn't still count. like the ice bath idea, but hey. No, no it, it was a gentleman's bet. It was, we, we never agreed on a wager, so I just um, get bragging rights until next season when I'm going to be right again. 
I just want to let you know that if Will Fuller did hit a thousand yards, I was coming at you. I, I was texting you every five minutes saying, where's that ice bath, Tim? Where is it? Where's the ice, ice bath? <laughs> yeah. In Show January me the ice bath. in Massachusetts. Yeah. If they're already cold, who cares? You're walking around in shorts every day anyway. Yeah. I want to, if, if, if the opposite would have been you sitting in a hot tub when it's a hundred degrees out in Florida. Yep. <laughs> With a sweater on. It gets cold in Florida. I don't care what you say. I don't. What? Yeah, gets, yeah I've gone down there when people wearing winter jackets. What's and it's cold? 55 degrees out. Winter jackets and it's 55. There was gloves, scarves, winter hats. It was 55. It's unacceptable. I'm still wearing shorts when it's 55. Um, no, it's, it's supposed to be like 30s this week here. Oh, 30s, 40s. 30s, 40s? Yeah. How often like, does that happen? All right. It, it happens this time of year, and it gets colder because it's more humid down here. So it's a different kind of cold. I mean, my bones don't want to shatter like I'm in Massachusetts. Every time I walk I outside. And, what? Then I don't want to hear about it. It just sounds like you're crying. No, it's a different type of cold than when it's 100 oh, degrees all year round. I don't hear it. Oh, the, Move the to Florida. The opposite way. I'm not moving to Florida. There's nothing to do in Florida. There's Florida's everything. where old people go to die. <laughs> that is true. That is so very I mean, true. Just look at Ryan. It, look Tom at Ryan Brady did Fitzpatrick. it. Tom Brady did it. <laughs> oh my God! What's the combined age of Fitzpatrick and Brady? Probably oh, 106. Probably 90. Yeah. No, okay, I guess you're I don't know. How old is Fitzpatrick? Brady's 42. I don't know. Probably like This 40, is your quarterback. 38? You're supposed to know these things. No, two is my quarterback. That's your franchise quarterback. Because two got benched. Yeah, he's got nothing for that one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, two got benched <laughs> because he has no receiver. But Fitz is doing all right. All right. That's fine. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. Sense. Moving on. So. I'm missing Preston, but okay. Um. The waiver wires, yeah. Yeah, we're going to move on to that. Yeah, Latavius Murray. Um, you know, he, he out-touched Kamara. Sounds like we're all going to have to hope and pray that Kamara catches a pass from Taysom Hill. In the fantasy doesn't players. seem like that's going to happen anytime soon. Um, it, It's kind of scary to see. I mean, last week... Like Tim said, Murray out-touched the Kamara, and the week before that, they had an even amount of touches throughout the game. Um, I would think that Latavius Murray is someone that you at least need to pay attention to. He's not – he's owned in most leagues, but if he's there, I would definitely be picking him up because it seems like Kamara's values just keep dropping. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I mean, look, Murray looked good too. I don't know if you guys had a chance to check him out, but he, he was – Every run was was five, six, just breaking off chunk plays, and then he had a nice long twenty-five yard run. Yeah. At the end. Well, that's just who he is. I mean, you put him on another roster, and he's a top ten back, in my opinion. I don't understand. Like he, he should. He should uh, I think uh, so. He, he, he's a mean runner. He's vicious when he has the ball. He goes downhill, and he can catch the ball and make people miss. I mean. I think that's a tall ass of top 10, but he's yeah, definitely productive. Much, he's definitely but... good. If Kamara was out, right? If Kamara didn't play this season, if he stood out because of COVID, yeah. Latavius Murray was a, a, a top 10 running back this year. 
He wouldn't be drafted as a top 10 back, though. I, I see him more. But he would have been a top 10 back. He would have been close. Yeah, I'm not going to. Top 10 is kind of a little too high for my blood, but I, I think top like 15, top 18 is reasonable just based on volume and, and that offense. Sure. But I get your point. Like he he's productive with the work he's getting. Yeah, he's very productive. Yeah. But the interesting part of this whole conversation is, yeah, we should be paying attention to Mari, but now are we seeing what Kamara's value is going to be when, when Breeze does go? If Taysom Hill is the quarterback, maybe. But if Taysom Hill is not the franchise quarterback when Breeze leaves, then no. I mean, they're, they're running a high school-style offense. That game was disgusting to watch, but, he, I mean, he threw, he threw the ball like 15 times. He, he didn't even throw for 100 yards. No, he didn't. So, I, mean, I don't think he has yet, has he? I think he yeah well, he, he threw, threw last week he, he threw for two fifty last week yeah. yeah so it's just it, that was a gross game but uh, he's got a he's got a great schedule upcoming or at least a favorable one I don't I didn't I don't think anybody could have expected either the Saints or the Broncos to do anything just because poor Hinton or is it Hinton that his name I just feel so bad for that I don't even know. I, I don't know if you guys saw him get hit by Cameron Jordan multiple times, but I just I thought it was bad. a replay, but he just kept rolling to his right and getting <laughs> going on his abs. I think Cameron Jordan pulled up a few times. I really genuinely do think like I watched the game and it seemed like Cameron Jordan and some of those linemen were like, let's just push him to the ground. Like they were not going as hard as they could. And I'm happy like they didn't because he would have died. Yeah. He, he, I feel bad for the kid. I mean, he wasn't, he, he wasn't even good enough to be the quarterback in college. And now you have to, on two days' notice, become the starting quarterback on an NFL team against the New Orleans Saints defense. Yeah. It blew my mind that people team. even went out and picked him up and actually played him, though. That, that's the part that really blew my mind. Well, yeah, it's because he, he had receiver eligibility, which I, I don't know. I can't, I, Taysom Hill was one thing at tight end, but internet. I don't know. Here's here's the thing. He's a good athlete. So he was supposed to be able to get out in space and, you know, get 40, 50 yards. And if he, if he threw for 50 yards and had 50 yards on the ground and maybe caught a pass out of the backfield or some stupid, you know, that's, that's about 10 points. And if I I get it, but I wasn't banking my week on that. But yeah, I mean, there was never really high. The over-under was never going to be high in that game, and you were never going to get high pace from either side. It was just going to be no. run the ball. The Saints were just going to score, and the Broncos weren't. And that was kind of the script. It, Taysom Hill gets Atlanta next week. I'm forced to start him in my Superflex, so pray for me. Yeah, I wouldn't be too scared about that. Goodbye, I think he's going to have to throw the ball to keep up. Hope so. It's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of Latavius Murray next week, in my opinion. Could be, yeah. I mean, Kamara looks good, though. I don't know why no, they're... Yeah, he looks good. Away. I just think it was one of those games where they wanted to pound the rock. Yeah. And why run Kamara into the ground if you don't have to? I Yeah, I think you're kind of right about that. They, they've kind of run away with the division here. Um, they've beat Tampa Bay twice, right, at this yep. point? Yep. So they, what are they, three games up on Tampa, in theory, or so? Yeah, um, uh, so at they least. The they have the yeah. tiebreaker, so yeah. Exactly, so... Why use Camaro when you can use him sparingly, 12 to 15 touches, if that, and then in the playoffs, turn him loose? Yeah, keep him fresh. And yep. again, Latavius Murray's no slouch. So, nope, he's not. But yeah, um, if Latavius Murray is available, 
you have to pick him up. If you own Kamara, you have to pick him up. He should be well, owned in 80% of leagues. The fact that he's down only owns in 60 right now blows my mind, to be honest. Yeah, it I should mean, be I higher. Thought, I thought he wouldn't even make the cutoff for um, eligibility for this list for the podcast, but we, we wanted to allow it because he's, he's 60 isn't enough. He should be 80%, 90%. Without a doubt. Um, yeah. But so, in the running back room, Jeff Wilson, that I mean, he did fumble the 2.3 points isn't something to look at, but 12 rushes to Mostert, 16. Yeah, this was them just easing Mostert into the lineup. I, I'm not interested in Jeff Wilson unless Mostert goes down again. Right. Ooh, I agree with Alex on that. I don't see Wilson having a, enough of a role where he's going to be um, viable. I, I mean, they're always going to rotate guys through. McKinnon's going to have a little bit of a role. I'm sure Wilson will have some touches, but this is Mostert's backfield. Mostert's getting all the goal line work. He, he's the guy. So, I mean, I think they're going to want to preserve Mostert a little bit. Right. You know, towards the end of the season, they have a shot at the, at the playoffs, even without Jimmy G. Um, and Jeff Wilson is a capable back. He's kind of like the Walmart version of Mostert, who is <laughs> the rollback price. I hate yeah, when we I make mean, these comparisons. He really is, though, because I mean, did that offense the lose Walmart a beat person. when missed a week? And Wilson was in. Didn't Wilson run for over 100 and have, like, two touchdowns? I mean, running behind Trent Williams is very easy. Tim's a frugal running back kind of guy. He wants his Walmart brand running backs, and he's frugal. But, I mean, realistically, though, you know, one had 12 rushes, the other had 16. They both had about 40 to 50 yards. If if... I don't know. I I just saw this as – even watching Moster on that touchdown run, it was he's by far the best player on the field for them right now. Um, and you know, Jeff Wilson will get his eight to ten carries, and then Mostert's just going to get eighteen to twenty next week. And um, like I said, I, I think Wilson's a pickup if you have Mostert, and that's about it. Yeah, that, that's that's really what it is. If you have Mostert, we move on to the next guy. The next guy makes me all tingly. Cam Akers. Woo, doggy. Talk about, t- talk about your tingles. Oh, yeah. He Go is... crazy. Let me start with Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson looks different now than he did at the beginning of the season. He lost his burst. I don't know if it's he lost his confidence. I don't know if he's hurt. He doesn't look good. He looks really bad, actually. Every time he touches the ball, uh, he's finding a hole and getting yards per carry. And... I don't know. There's just something missing. He's not running with the same power or speed that we saw at the beginning of the year. But Cam Akers comes in and look. If you put side, if you put them side by side, I think Daryl Henderson will be running in slow motion because Cam Akers looks great. He looks like exactly what the Rams' offense needs at times because sometimes they stall because Jared Goff sucks. Um, Cam Akers is my number one pickup of the week if he's available. I think that Sean McVay realizes as a good coach that Cam Akers is the best player in the running back room. And now is the time where we're going to start to unleash um, Cam Akers quite a bit. Um, they need him at the stretch at the end, uh, you know, the end of the season here, they're going to, he's going to, he's going to be a spark plug for them. That is going to really turn things around for that offense. Um, yeah. 
I mean, Henderson has been atrocious in these last two weeks. I think it's more attributed to the matchup that they had um, because they did play against Tampa Bay and San Francisco, who are two very good run defenses. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, but and he's rushed the ball 19 times for 25 yards total in the last two weeks. So he's averaging like 1.2 yards per carry. So for me, I, I'm with you there. I think that Akers is finally going to get takeover at this point. But I'm still hesitant on him. He still was got out-touched by Henderson at this point. Henderson had a horrible day, yes, but at the same – like I said, he's still getting out-touched. Out he had a couple big runs, great. But that's not – none of them are getting a, vol, a volume where I trust any of them, I guess is what I'm trying to say. My thing is, if he's going to be the electric guy in that backfield, he's not – he hasn't gotten tar- – he's gotten three targets on the season. So, you know, it's it's – how electric do they think he is if he's only – yeah, he's averaging almost five yards a carry, but there's zero usage out of the backfield. Right. That's a little bit of a concern for me. Yeah, I think concern. it takes time. I think it takes time for rookie running back. It's not the pass catching that concerns me. It's the pass protection, right? Like, he's not going to be in on passing downs because they don't trust him to block for Jared Goff like they do for, like, maybe Malcolm Brown. Um, I don't even think they trust Henderson to, to really pass block. Um, you know, and I think that's why he, I don't know what his snaps were this past week, but they probably weren't very high, especially not on third down. So yeah, no, you're right. I don't see a lot of pass catching ability, a, a lot of pass catching opportunity for, for acres in the future. But I think that if he does start to prove that prove his worth in the pass protection game, he will start to see, you know, three, four targets a game. And Sean McVay is really good at developing passing plays in the, especially in the short game. You know, like he comes off play action quite a bit and they're always running screens to running backs or screens to Robert Woods or screens to Everett. Or So if he does develop passing plays or has passing plays for Akers, we're going to see that um, as opposed to Miles Sanders, who never gets passing plays developed for him. If we're going to do like a comparison, because the Eagles yeah, it's just so. concerning, you know, because you're really hoping that he either breaks off a huge run or falls into the end zone because you know, you're not getting three, four catches for 25 yards. That's a free seven points, you know? Yeah. So, you know, he's owning 29% of leagues. So here's the crazy stat. So while you guys were talking this through, I went and looked at the snap percentage on all three of these guys. Um, Malcolm Brown actually led the backfield in snap percentage with 40%. Um, and then it went Henderson with 32 and then – Another 27 for the Acres. The Acres is still even the least – the guy getting the least amount of steps in this offense. That, to me, scares me even more. That tells me that I'm not touching any of them at this point. He can, they can all stay in the waiver wire for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not picking up I, – I, if you want to pick up Acres, sure. I'm not starting him with confidence in the fantasy playoffs. Nope. There's, there's better options out there than, than him at Unless, this point. Unless Henderson goes down, and even then, I'm not confidently starting Acres because Brown could just take over a full workload. Yep. Yeah, I mean that's true, right? They could just rely on the veteran, or they could rely on on Daryl Henderson. But out of these guys we're talking about, to me, he's the most exciting um, because you still have Kamara. Like I know Murray, I know Murray excites you, Tim, because of what could be, and like he could be, you know, 
running the office offense, but I think I'd rather have the upside of Acres than maybe the known in Murray. See, my my thing is if Kamara goes down, Murray's your starting running back. If Henderson goes down, you're not starting Acres and feeling good about it. Yeah, I mean that's it, that's fair, right? I mean M- Malcolm Brown is there, and or Henderson is there, and they're all there. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's just my rationale behind it. But it makes sense. Um, but I'm also a risk taker, right? Like, if you look at my draft, I drafted DJ Chark and McLaurin and all these guys. So I, I prefer the risk. I prefer the variance of players as opposed to Tyler, whose favorite. I think he has three Latavius Murray jerseys. Come on. Yeah, Cole Beasley, Murray. All those guys. Eight to ten. That's all that matters. But, um, you know, if you listen to our last episode, we we talked about handcuffs and handcuffing your running back so if something happened and of course 12 hours after we released the episode Todd Gurley is pronounced out with a knee injury and then it ended up being Brian Hill and Ido Smith um, Brian Hill was the much more owned player but Ido Smith had the touchdown in the passing game. yeah um, looking at this uh, I guess we should have saw this coming I guess Ito was much more involved last year when when Freeman was was banged up too, and um, it looks obviously like Brian Hill. They just want to use a change of pace. Um, Smith was getting all the all the passing work. He was obviously had twelve carries, sixty five yards. He got the goal line work with the touchdown. Um, obviously, if Gurley's out, you, yeah, we have to own Ito. Yeah, it doesn't um, make me happy because next week could, yeah, they they had the same amount of carries. It was just he had the five he had the five targets, and that's you know because Brian Hill actually had more carries than Edo Smith. Um, so it's not it, it was more of a fifty fifty timeshare, and it just ended up working in Edo Smith's favor. If Gurley's out next week, it's going to be another fifty fifty timeshare because what was his snap percentage? Wasn't it like fifty five forty five? So, I mean, realistically, we're talking about just mm-hmm. a better opportunity at just the time that the player was on the field. Yeah, I, I don't really want either. I don't think either are talented. So, here's, um, a, here's another one for you. You're guessing it was a 55, it was dead even split? Edo Smith played 36% of the snaps. Yep. Brian Hill's 50%. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just on, he just so happened to be targeted on some of the snaps he was in there. I just think it was a coincidence. I think it's going to be a pretty much a 50 50 timeshare. And it just, you know, Brian Hill could have 20 carries next week and Edo Smith has seven or it could be vice versa. It's, it's a very weird backfield if Gurley's out. Um, I, I think you have to look at the valuable touches between them. If you're going to look at 50 50 splits, yeah, Hill saw the most work, but. Smith saw the targets and he saw the red zone touch. So I almost wonder if Ito might be the more valuable play, even though we think, or at least I think, I think Hill is better than Ito Smith. But if the Falcons put um, Ito Smith in more high leverage or high value situations, you can't really ignore that. Todd Gurley's knee with, with arthritis, I don't see it getting any better throughout the season. It's just kind of one of those things that really sucks for him. And, um, you know, hopefully he can manage the pain, but. I think if I had to pick one, and I really hate that I'm saying this, but I'll take Ito Smith just because he's getting the high value touches. 
Yeah. Again, especially with them playing New Orleans this week, I'm not I'm not playing either of them unless I'm absolutely desperate. And if I am, I'm flipping a coin because <laughs> I, in my opinion, this week it could it could just work out where Brian Hill gets all the, the gets the one goal line touch and a couple targets. Yeah, I'm hoping Gurley just comes back so we don't have to deal with that mess because I, against like you're saying against New Orleans, neither one of these guys can be useful. I'm not even starting Honestly, Gurley with confidence. So. I was gonna say I don't no, want anything but, to do with the Falcons running back situation. Well, no, but I if mean, you I'm have okay to play somebody, because Gurley's gonna get a touchdown if he plays. Right, exactly. Mm. At least you know you get the guy that's gonna fall in the end zone. Maybe. I don't know. It's really tough. He scored a touchdown every game this year. Yeah, but it's not a guarantee that he falls in. Has he scored every single game this year? All but one. Yeah. I, he's mm. played he's played ten games. He has ten touchdowns. Wow. I mean, yeah, that that would be one a game, wouldn't it? <laughs> yep. That would be one a game. So I mean, so, yeah, but look, if you take away those touchdowns, which you can't do, but it's probably the least sticky stat in all of fantasy football. I don't want anything to do with the Falcons running back situation. I'm willing to bench. Look, I'm willing to bench Todd Gurley for Latavius Murray. Depending on the matchup, yes, yeah, it's, it's considerable. At this They're playing point. against each other. So do you yeah. want somebody going against the Atlanta Falcons or somebody going against North? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, the thing with the thing with Gurley is it just always works out where there's either a um, pass interference in the end zone, somebody holds, you know, Ridley or Julio in the end zone, and then they give it a girly on the one, and he punches it in every single game. Um, but it seems like that's yeah. the only time he looks explosive too. That's the sad part. Hey, I'll take I'll take my twelve. I need a week in a, in a as my as my flex play or running back three play. Um, but yeah, speaking of just doing whatever is necessary and not having the burst. Well, I mean, Father Time is still only owned in twenty five percent of leagues. He's forever. He's, he he's not retiring at the end of the year. There's no way Frank Gore retires. I, I hope not. He's productive. Too, yeah, I mean, especially with um, what do I, I always mess this kid's name up? Perine, Perine, Lamaje Perine. Yeah, Perine. Michael, Michael, Michael. Um, he's out right now. They put him on IR, so he's out for the next couple of weeks. So this is uh, Gore's backfield for the next couple of weeks. And if he's going to be getting 20 touches a game, sign me up. I mean, about- isn't this? Isn't this what the Ravens were asking for like 10 years ago? They wanted Frank Gore with Joe Flacco. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, my How God. You're right. Circle? Yeah. On a rebuilding team, you have Frank, in 2020, you have Frank Gore and, jo- and Joe Flacco running your franchise. Wait, what about Kalen Bala? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's not there. Oh, that's so sad. Well, who is he really the Walmart light version of, too? A few, Alex? There's been too Probably many Alfred Morris. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But realistically, though, <laughs> is Frank or the only player that's been fit, productive underneath Adam Gase as a fantasy player? Yep. I'm willing to make that bet right here and right now. If we eliminate <laughs> the Broncos, yep. What do we define as productive, I guess? Frank I mean, no, it, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Because you know who has been very, very productive? Anybody who plays against the Jets. That's true. That is true. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick had a really nice day. Yeah. But of course. if you want to stick with the Jets, I guess Tyler loves Brashad Perriman. No, um, I don't. 
I'm and not, not love anything about him. But three straight weeks of double-digit points, you, you have to pay attention to it at this point of the year. If you're stuck, seven targets, four catches, 79 yards. He's somebody that's worth considering if you need a deep-dive flex play at this point. It has to be like a double-flex, 12-team, uh-huh. one-quarterback league in order for me to even roster Brashad Perriman. What about – wait, I know we have Perriman here, but somebody we don't have on this list that I really – would like to talk about, and I don't want to spend much time on the Jets, but uh, Denzel Mims, he's been getting the opportunity. He's getting the downfield targets. He looks good. He's just, I mean, he's not, if he would catch one of these deep balls, he would be really productive for fantasy. He's, he's on the field. Denzel Mims might actually I mean, be only he's, he's playing on. 97% of the snaps every week. Yeah. He's just stuck I'll, at this 10-point ceiling right now. He just needs to find the end zone. It would be great. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think he's close. He looks good doing it, too. They're just throwing him jump balls, and he's getting it. That's he's not true. I've seen him run some, some ends. He's ran some slants. Yeah. He's run some drag. He's done saw a lot of the intermediate stuff, too. So he's, yeah, he's got sure. a little bit of a route tree, but they just not I'll take him over. I'll take him over Perriman. Yeah, because the Perriman ceiling is higher, in my opinion. Because Mims could – he has the, the Raiders, and then he has Seattle. So – two really bad defensive backfields, he could potentially have a 20-point week one of these next two weeks. Rashad Perriman is... Having 20-point weeks right now. 11.9. But, I mean... And two weeks ago, he had 30 points. Yeah. I'm still, I'm, I'm not starting Rashad Perriman. I'd rather start Denzel Mims. I'm with Alex on this one. That's fine. I'm, I'm just saying that the production's there. So, to say it's never going to happen, it's there. And it's happening right now. Yeah, so that, that, that's all I have Perriman. I'm out on Perriman. <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm not picking up Perriman. I'm not starting Perriman. Um, but somebody to keep an eye on because Alex is out. Alex has to take the poster down in his room because Fuller's out. Uh, Kiki Cutie. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, Kiki looked good. And oh, I was going to make a Kiki, do you love me? reference oh, i, I didn't get it coming. out i didn't but, get it out we'll, we'll fit it in later no we don't have to uh kiki guys <laughs> whenever fuller's missed games kiki has looked good he's like they're the walmart version of will fuller oh right? my god he does look good but have, injuries hold on let's reel this back in here because now we're getting out of control well in kiki's entire career he's had three maybe four productive games in three years now most but, of the season, but, he's been an active scratch. So let's not talk no, about him like he's. There was the year where Fuller missed a couple games. He had a couple big weeks, and then he got hurt himself. I'm looking at it. He had three week, three good weeks, and outside of that, that's it. He's had a he had two splash weeks last year that he mm-hmm. caught a couple balls for decent yardage, and that's it. Yeah, I mean they're gonna have to throw the ball to somebody. Um, it's going to be the Deshaun Watson show. Look, I'm fine taking a shot on Kiki. Um, he's going to be the number two receiver behind Cook, but I think this is going to be more of a spread offense where you, everybody's going to get a little bit of, bit of production, but nobody's, other than Cooks, nobody's going to get a lot of production. You, if you start Kiki, you're, you're banking on a touchdown, I think. I think you're banking on a touchdown, which he's probably not the best touchdown guy. So, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't love the pickup, but if you're in a in a 
tough spot and you just need some targets and go for it. Go for Kiki. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. I really do. He's out. There's he no no way he resigns with them, right? He can't. They have to promise the world and show it to him at the same time. Yeah, I mean, they would literally need to, to have DeAndre Hopkins. Oh. But the thing in the NFL is you're never actually a free agent in the NFL, right? Because if you're a franchise quarterback, what's going to happen if you become a free agent? They're going to get oh, they're gonna tag you. Yeah. They're going to tag him and tag no him. No limit on how many times they can tag you. He doesn't have to sign it. Well, that means he sits out because they own your rights. You're never yeah. actually a free agent. Wow, I hate that. I didn't know that. I don't yeah. follow contracts too close. I probably should. But, well, look at all yeah. these holdouts. Like Dak. Dak was pissed because he got franchised. And he, it was, he wanted to get paid. He wanted a long-term contract. Earl Thomas, the same thing. They franchised him, and then the, he couldn't do anything because now they own his rights. Or a team has to give up a first-round pick to get you. Oh, I'll give up a first-round pick for Watson. Look, if right, but the, the, I think the way it works, it, it's more than just a one when you frame yeah. the quarterback. There's a whole. I, I don't know all the nuance of it because it never happens. It's not even worth looking at because nobody's yeah. going to do it. But right, you would have it would have to be the transition tag. There's so much that goes into it, but you're never a free agent in the NFL. Well, I hope they trade him or he leaves or he just doesn't show up next year. One of the one of those three. Not one of those will happen, my friend. No, but, not. Deshaun Watson I mean, something will play quarterback. To yeah, they're going to bring Yeah, they're going to have to go get somebody, or they're, they're going to end up re-signing Fuller. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, like Will Fuller is going to go to Green Bay, and MVS is going to go to Houston. It's hmm. about right. That's horrible. But, yeah, Kiki QT, he, his ceiling is high, but his floor is extremely low as well. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not picking him up or or starting him as well. Um, I'm not starting any of the receivers there outside of Cooks. Um, the only one that might actually be interesting is the tight end Atkins. He might get yeah. some, some more volume there. That that yeah. might be an interesting play there. I'll ride that oh, train. You still have Fells. He's taken some targets away from at the same time. It's not like he's the the clear tight end one there. But I'll ride that train with you, Tyler. I I think Atkins is going to be. He's going to start. If you remember the beginning of the season, Atkins looked really good, and then he got hurt. I think it's I think it's the Atkins show. I think so too. I I think we're gonna see a lot of red zone works for Atkins at this point. A thousand yards, Atkins, book it. Stop making bets, Alex. Stop making bets. (laughs) Eight seventy nine. Eight seventy nine. Oh man. Um. So let's jump into Alan Lazard. This is somebody who was probably caught in a lot of your leagues. Um, he's the clear number two in Green Bay. And I he's mean, good. well, he's probably the number three. Yeah, right? I was because just going to go down that route because Tanyan's coming on real nice. Well, no, no, I wouldn't even say that because Devontae Adams is the one and the two. Um, <laughs> if if Devontae Adams isn't open, he then looks at Devontae Adams again and then decides that he's not open. So... Lazard is the second wide receiver there. Tanyan is in, he's right there with him, but I think Lazard's going to get a lot more targets. Weeks one and weeks three, he was a very, very productive receiver. Week two was more of a run. They, they were up like 30 all game, and they, it was just the Aaron Jones show. And then last week, he was eased into it, and then this week he comes in with six targets and gets a red zone target. So yeah. he's a big guy. He's like 6'6". Six, six. Um. And they were very I, high on him coming into the year. 
I was high on him too. I think Alan Lazard is a very good football player. Um, I, last week, like you said, they were easing him in. This week was a really tough matchup for him. Jalen Johnson does not allow a lot of fantasy points for the Bears, and he scored a touchdown. He had six targets. He looked good. I mean, um, I, I think the Packers' schedule opens up quite a bit over the next month or so. Um, out of the receiving group, I would say that Alan Lazard is my number one pickup. He's getting consistent targets on one of the best offenses in the league and is good. So he's got everything to get everything you want out of free agency in week 12 at this point. Yeah. I mean, to add to that point, you're, you're right. Um, next week, Green Bay gets Philly, but then they go Detroit, Carolina, Tennessee for the playoffs. Woo. Yeah. That's fun. I think I could score fantasy points against that schedule. I think so too. It's absolutely ridiculous. What's important is, you know, a lot of those games, most of those teams only have one corner. So in Philly, they just have Darius Slay. And who's Darius Slay? Who's big play Slay going to cover all week next week? He's on Adams, right? He's not covering anybody. Adams. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like in in the past, Rogers never like was able to hit his second receiver. I did a, a I did a Twitter thing. I, I did an article about how Rogers hasn't had a productive hasn't had enough. Um, production to to have a relevant fantasy wide receiver too in a long time but now that alan lazard is good and rogers looks elite right now this is great you couldn't have asked for anything better at this point especially as a free agent pickup going into the playoffs i think you could start alan lazard as a wide receiver three for sure yeah i'm actually confident in you know in a flex play i'm confident in him as a flex play yep yep he's six six two thirty and I think he's going to be used a lot coming forward and they're going to, they don't want to just be the Devontae Adams show, especially when you get towards the playoffs. I mean, I hope they are. It's oh. quite fun to watch. Yeah. I was going to say, I think anybody, I, th- I think they're fine being the Devontae Adams show. <laughs> no, but do, do you want every single, you know, when yeah. it gets to the playoffs, if he's triple covered, they're right. Okay. In the, in the red zone, they, they're going to, if it's this bad, <laughs> you know, I think, I think Lazard's going to be a very usable player coming forward. Yeah. I really do. I think they're going to, I think he's a steal if you can pick him up and start him if you need a wide receiver. He's my ad of the week, in my opinion. Yep. We're on the same page there. Although I would like the Packers to throw the ball to Devontae Adams every single play. It was fun this week having Devontae Adams and Allen Robinson. Mm, that and then wow. both of them on my team. It was just, it was fun seeing every play going to one or the other. <laughs> it felt like. Yeah, it really was. It was they combined. Like you rule in the world. It did feel like it. The only game on TV and every target's going to one of my guys. Yeah. Do you mean uh, future Miami Dolphin, Allen Robinson, though? No, I don't think so. I think it's future Mike Evans, uh, Mike Mike Thomas, but we'll get there. Go ahead. Yeah, whatever. Um, not yeah, going down that right. um, No, I think so, but, but we'll, we'll talk about it one day. We got two guys left. Devontae Booker. Josh Jacobs sprained his ankle. He could play this week. He could not. If he doesn't play, Booker's a startable player. Yes. Yes and no. Um, I'm not excited about Booker. Again, I would rather have Latavius Murray. Um, We know. Hey. (laughs) 46 points. He's going to get you six points. We get it. No, but Booker. And so is Booker. No. But if Booker's a starting running back, he's going to get 20 touches. 30 no, maybe. No, he's not. 
because they have a bunch of guys there that are also going to mix in passing downs, and Booker's never going to be the lone guy in this backfield. Name somebody other than Jalen Rashard. That's it. That's all you need. But you said no. there's a ton of other guys. And there's another guy behind him that they mix in here and there, even now with Jacobs. I get his name. You really I thought, you look it up for the third guy in the running back room? Yes, we yeah, did. It's called Jalen Rashard. Um, Tyler, I thought we were going to make it a whole episode where we agree on a lot. You are very wrong about Devontae Booker. He uh, actually looks really good because I watch a lot of the Raiders because I have Josh Jacobs. And Devontae Booker will break off these long runs, and I'll get really mad because it's not Josh Jacobs. He gets the Jets next week. I, I, I'm starting Devontae Booker everywhere if Jacobs is out. Now, Jacobs did say he's confident he can play this Sunday. I don't know what that means, but he's confident. So that means he's sitting. Uh, so pick up Devontae <laughs> Booker. Um, yeah, pick that's him what up. what this season has become. Again, if you, have you have your, if you have a stud running back, pick up your handcuff. You have to. Because in this situation, if Jacobs misses, you slide Booker in and he's your starter in your running back position. I wish I had bid money left to do that. I'm realizing now I've made a grave mistake. Yeah, we tried to tell you that you were overspending, but you didn't want to hear it. Naheem Hines, $8 to start the season was probably a bad choice. I mean, yeah. $8 is okay, but you're uh, the $50 bid beat. limit. No, it's 50 It's even worse. Oh. Yeah. No, no, I, no. I spent a lot Hines of money. in a league. I picked him up and flipped him in a trade, which, which helped me out quite a bit, but. We should go back in an episode and look at our bid transactions on the year. I think that'd be a fun podcast. Yeah, at the end of the season, we'll do that. We'll uh, sh- like show that. the transaction trends and what <laughs> ones that worked and didn't. Um, We've got way too many ideas for the end of the year already. We it's have the end of the fill, year. We have to fill eight months of podcasting. We have plenty of time to do it. Sure. But uh, the last guy on the list, before we keep going down these weird rabbit holes, um, <laughs> Jalen Hurts. So... We are recording this while the game is going on. So bear with us if he doesn't touch the ball the rest of the game. It's the beginning of the first quarter. He's been in on two drives already. He hasn't done much with it, but they're talking about wanting to give him a big role. So go ahead, Tim. I don't know what to do with it, but it's something definitely worth mentioning. Yeah, it, to me, that's just a lot of nonsense. If he has more than 10 touches this game, I'll be surprised. 10 touches uh, is a lot for a backup quarterback. Not really. That That's what they would do with Taysom. He's never going to be enough way. Taysom he's be... never got 10 touches. Maybe 10 snaps. Okay. If you I say think, so. I think if, if Jalen Hurts was eligible at another position, he'd be a great asset, but he's not. Um, you're just looking at – I don't want to compare him to Taysom Hill because he's actually a quarterback, but, um, yeah, it, he's just kind of a gadget player to this point. I'm not picking up Jalen Hurts. No, there's zero chance that he's ever going to be involved if, enough for. If Carson Wentz isn't doing anything, I highly doubt our, our guy here, Jalen Hurts, is going to do a whole lot. It's something worth monitoring in dynasty leagues and deep keeper okay. leagues where you may want to pick him up if he takes over and they get rid of Carson at the end of the year. I guess you, yeah, yeah. if you want to go down yeah. that route, yeah, but I would think not, that in a regular dynasty... league, no, Jalen Hurts is useless. Right, but exactly. In a deep, deep, in a dynasty league, it's something to monitor. In a deep keeper league where you may pick him up and just keep him for next year, 
and now you lost your last pick for a starting quarterback, it, it, it could be something interesting. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, you're reaching on the on anything but that, I guess. If, I think in most dynasty leagues, he's probably owned. Um, but the the keeper idea, yeah, that's that's an interesting thought. Um, but I still think it's Wentz you, going forward. I don't think he's ever gonna he's gonna take over anytime soon. So since he's on our radar, would you trade for him? And if so, what would you trade for him? I just had a league where somebody traded Drew Brees for Jalen uh, Hurts. That's wild. In a dynasty league. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense, especially if the if I mean one if team, team is traded. in first place, the other team's in last place. You can it, the the first place team traded for Drew Brees, the last place team traded for Jalen Hurts. It's actually yeah. a trade that makes a, a ton of sense for both teams. Yeah, no, I don't. A load of forty-year-old quarterback who might retire at the end of the year, and then the other guy picks up a potential franchise quarterback. I don't hate that. Yeah, I don't hate that trade whatsoever. I think that's a pretty fair trade. Um, it feels bad because it's Drew Brees for Jalen Hurts, but I think it's a good trade. Yeah. yeah. I, situation makes everything better. It does. But that's all we have for the waiver wire pickups of the week. Um, so pretty much to break it down really quick, uh, the only two guys worth adding are Latavius Murray and Alan Lazard. Um, that's that, in my opinion. Oh, and Devontae Booker. If Cam. you have Jacobs, that's it. Yep. Yeah. And I, and I think Cam Akers. I like Cam nope. Akers quite a bit. Nope. Not me. I mean, all right, either. fair enough. Sure. I mean, there's guys in there that we didn't even touch on that I think are worth talking about, but. Who did That's we talk on? No, it, it, this is your time to shine. I mean, we went we went right by Sammy Watkins and Aguilar. Yeah, that's that's fine. Oh, yeah. we didn't touch on Aguilar and Watkins. Want to talk about Aguilar for the fifth straight week? Yeah, because he's still not owned it enough, and he's producing. Go ahead, Tyler. Talking into talking into fruition. What's, what's that? Talking to fruition. The guy's producing another double digit week. What, what what more do you need to say? He's the only wide receiver that's doing anything there. Yeah, if he's available, you can you can pick him up and start him. It's not the end of the world if you know if you have Nelson Aguilar. I know every pick that... doesn't have to be sexy. The guy's putting up double double digit points week in and week out. It's Are that you simple. Mim, Mims or Aguilar? Aguilar. Perriman or, or Aguilar? Aguilar. Timmy Watkins or Aguilar? That's a toss up. It's more of a the situation where Watkins is in is better than all of them. Just because it's Kansas City. Seven targets coming off of injury is a lot. I I hate – I don't know what to do with Sammy Watkins. I don't. Like, if he's on my team – I can't start Sammy Watkins. No, you can't. Like, if you start Sammy Watkins, you're getting 10 for 200 or you're getting 4 for 30. Like, it's it's the same – like, he is probably – the most, I don't even know, like, I don't even have a good comparison, but he's is not. He good? That's the thing. I don't he, know. He was, he was drafted as, like, supposed to be the next Calvin Johnson. He, he was, remember, the Bills traded, like, five first-round picks to get the guy. And then, is he good? You know, he's either 10 for 200 or, like you said, four for 30. And he's, like, the fifth option on that offense. No, he's the third option. And at this point, he's you were all excited a couple of weeks ago about Mike Williams. He's exactly the same player, but on a better offense. But with a lot, there's there's no comparing that because you don't have Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, 
And then who's the third wide? Are you, you more scared of losing targets to Jarius Guyton or are you more scared of losing targets to Nicole Hardman and Demarcus Robinson? Brian Pringle <laughs> or Byron Pringle? Pringle. Yeah, the Pringle man. He's a can and he's getting targets. Watkins is more talented than all of them. Uh, Hardman's close. I think Hardman's more talented. Hardman was a second round pick last year. I'm not fading his talent whatsoever. Yeah, no, I think Hardman's a better player. Watkins comes back and he's barely on the field. So what's that tell you? Whether you think it or not. So so you are playing Aguilar over over Watkins? Probably, yeah. Okay, Just because he's been more consistent lately. Yeah. Yeah, I just think like, let's if not you're forget, that. Let's not forget, McCall Hardman was a one, a, a um, Patrick Mahomes mistake away from having a ninety-five yard touchdown. Mm. So that's fine, but but if he Watkins, does that, he has another twenty point, a random twenty point week. He's doing the exact same thing as Watkins. It's I'm just not saying that he one isn't. Target was was dropped. I mean, I'm not saying he isn't. Times. No one's arguing that. I'm saying that. Watkins is back and Hardman isn't on the field anymore. It's true. He went from Hardman 70% hasn't. snap percentage down to 20, 20 and 30. But yeah. do you have confidence in Sammy Watkins to put him in your lineup? No. No, but if you need a flex play, he's a guy that could blow up any any given week. He could. I'm not putting him in my lineup. I wouldn't recommend picking picking him up. I really wouldn't. If he does it, if he does it, if if he goes 10 for 150. Uh, you know, on, I'm on okay the waiver wire, wire. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead. Go do that on the live waiver wire because you're not going to do that on my team. It's just not going to work out for me. Fine. But there's going to be, again, there's always people that need these guys. Yeah. And it may and not be in a situation. They're owned about the same percentage, all three of these guys. You have Watkins, Aguilar, and Lazard. I, Lazard is the clear number one yeah. guy to own. He's owned in less leagues. I have no disagreements with you there. I'm just saying that these are guys that you, that you probably should be paying attention to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do apologize. I, I skipped over Watkins and Aguilar. What happened was is where we had him. We went running backs, running back, running back. And then I apologize for nothing. They're Aguilar and Sammy Watkins. We don't need to talk about them. Hey. All right. I think we're just <laughs> rambling now. That's all I got on the waiver wire, guys. You guys have anything to add? That's it for me. I'm good. All right, boys. All right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. See you.